Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm glad that you have come back today. If you will, be opening up to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and we are going to start with uh, verse 16. As Paul has been defending his ministry for the past uh, chapter and a half, uh, he has made several different points. He made some different points there in in uh, chapter 10 here in chapter 11 as we noticed yesterday he was making the point about him not uh, charging them for his preaching of the gospel and starting here in verse 16 going through the end of the chapter which i doubt we'll be able to get through all of that today he begins to address another aspect of his ministry and of his apostleship again to defend himself so we'll start in verse 16. I repeat, let no one think me foolish, but even if you do accept me as a fool so that I too may boast a little. Now, what does that mean? Going back to what we talked about uh, in verse 1 uh, last Friday, he says, I wish you would bear with me in a little foolishness, that boasting that he was doing. And so going along with that here in verse 16, I repeat, let no one think me foolish. He himself was not arrogant. He himself was not being foolish. But he says, but even if you do accept me as a fool, so that I too may boast a little. Those false apostles were really the foolish ones. And they were the ones that were boasting about how wonderful they were. And so what Paul is saying here is very similar to what he discussed at the beginning of this chapter he's saying accept me as one of these fools so that you'll be willing to to put up with my boastings that you'll be willing to put up with this quote-unquote arrogance again Paul was not being arrogant but they put up with the arrogance of all of these other men so why can't they put up with with him for a little bit so making another very similar statement as he has made a couple of times already in the chapter he says, What I am saying with this boastful confidence, I say not as the Lord would, but as a fool. Now, some people perhaps interpret this as Paul denying his inspiration. And I don't think that that is at all what he is saying. I believe that what he is saying here is he's not speaking in the same manner of humility that Christ would have. Even thinking about the the trials of Christ. He never once defended himself. He never once uh, spoke out and, and made uh, claims about everything that, that he had done and all of the wonderful things that he had done. He let those people accuse him of these falsehoods and twist his words to, to mean things that he didn't mean. And he did not give that defense. And so what Paul is saying here in verse 17 is not him denying his inspiration but that he is not speaking again after that same spirit of humility and meekness that Christ had but he is in fact defending himself again unlike Christ had and so here in verse 18 and going back to to that point before we look at verse 18 sometimes as Christians I think we we kind of view defending ourselves as being sinful and I think that this example of Paul is a great example of that not being true 
because there are times that people are going to accuse us of things that we did not do. There are going to be times that people accuse us of committing sins that perhaps we did not commit and having a character that perhaps we don't have, such as is the case with Paul. And sometimes, again, I think that many Christians, again, feel as though they don't have the right to defend themselves. But we can see very clearly from this example and Paul being inspired by God to give this defense, I think is ample proof that on certain situations it is almost necessary for us to defend ourselves because if if we let others accuse us of things that we have not done if we let others mar our character that's going to harm our influence and we are not going to be able to do the work that God has set out for us much like Paul if he if he would have just let these false apostles drag him through the mud so to speak all of his influence in Corinth would have been completely lost, and he would have been able to do no good with the church in Corinth. That's why he's defending himself. And he'll talk about that. Uh, and In fact, he did talk about it already in chapter 10, at the end of chapter 10. He says, We do not boast beyond limit in the labors of others, but our hope is that our faith increases uh as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged so that we may preach the gospel on lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in another's area of influence. If Paul would not defend himself against these allegations, that ability to have that influence there in Corinth but also have that influence extend beyond Corinth, that would be completely undone. And so again, I think that this is a great example of of how we don't always need to let people in a sense walk all over us especially if they are accusing us of of wrongdoing when we have done nothing wrong because that can harm our influence and then that also will allow those people to continue spreading lies and rumors against us which is a sin in and of itself and so I think that's just really important for us us as Christians to remember. Uh, and, and again, Paul is doing that very thing here. He's, he's a great example, and he's doing it again by inspiration. That's how I know that in these particular situations that it is not sinful. But going on to verse 18, he says, Since many boast according to the flesh, I too will boast. For you gladly bear with fools being wise yourselves. If you remember yesterday, I mentioned that sarcasm of Paul. Here, here it is. For you gladly bear with fools being wise yourselves. The Corinthians thought that they were so smart, but in all reality, they weren't. And they were bearing with these false apostles, thinking that they, thinking that themselves, the Corinthian Christians, were just so wise and so intelligent. And, of course, that was not necessarily the case. He says in verse 24, If you bear it, it, if someone makes slaves of you or devours you or takes advantage of you or puts on airs or strikes you in the face, which is exactly what those false, false apostles were doing. They were destroying the church in Corinth. 
but the Corinthians were so, I guess, blinded by maybe the grandeur of, of these false apostles that they maybe didn't even realize it, but they were putting up with it. They were putting up with that abuse that those false prophets were, were doing to them in Corinth. As he says, they were extorting him. They were devouring them. They were taking advantage of them, striking them in the face. It, it's, they were just, they were destroying the church. And Paul is saying, again, very similarly, if you will put up with them and they're doing that, then hear me out. And he'll, he'll continue uh, to, to go on. But we'll, we're going to stop right here and pick up in verse 21 because this is really where he begins to get into his, his side of things. And so we'll stop there and we'll pick up in verse, verse 21 tomorrow. Again, I thank you for your time and for your attention here today. Uh, if you have any questions, if you want to study the Bible more, have questions about the church, feel free to call us or to message us here on Facebook or just simply comment on the video and, and we could message you. Uh, but we would love to answer any questions that you may have about the church and about the Bible or about God. Uh, but I thank you for your time here this afternoon or today. And we'll come back tomorrow and pick up in verse 21.